Well, welcome to the Move Church Forward podcast with Nick Newman. I'm your host, Nick Newman, and I am so excited for you and I to look at common obstacles we experience in the church and overcome them as we continue to move church forward. Today's episode is about making the most of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I'm so excited that you've joined us. In the event that you like this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend, like, subscribe, and stay tuned for future episodes. Now let's dive in to today's content. So on today's content, we are talking about making the most of 21 days of prayer and fasting. We are a part of a church network called ARC, uh, Association of Related Churches, and 21 days of prayer and fasting is very common for churches in our network. We do it twice a year, once in the beginning of January. That's where we do prayer and fasting. And then we do it again in the month of August. Those are two times where at the beginning of the year, it's really good to do an intentional reset. Uh, and then by August, you know, it's, it's pretty much right when kids go back to school, it's a good time to do another reset. But in January, we do prayer and fasting. In uh, August, we don't do fasting. I call it 21 days of prayer and feasting. Come on, because we're going to eat some good food here in the South. But during those uh, 21 days of prayer moments, it's intentional time for us to focus as a church for what God has for us next season, to pray big and bold prayers and really experience more of God, right? As Jeremiah says, when you seek me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And so for 21 Days of Prayer, we host a nightly gathering. Uh, We do our regular Sunday morning experiences. And then from Monday to Friday, for us, we do a 6.30 to 7.30 uh, evening gathering. And then on Saturdays, we do from 9 to 10 a.m. Regardless of what you do during 21 Days of Prayer, I would say one of the ways to make the most of it is to have those intentional gathering moments. Uh, We take a lot of resources and utilize a lot of stuff from Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama, and they do a 6 a.m. Uh, worship gathering every morning during 21 days of prayer. And uh, for them, it works. It works really well. Uh, For us, uh, when it was 6 a.m. gatherings, it was just me and my staff. And so uh, we wanted to figure out what works for our people because you don't need a good system. You need a system that works. And so for us, evening gatherings have worked really well for us. So I want to give you three things today during this time to really help you make the most of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And the first one is this, during 21 days of prayer, uh, adjust your rhythms. One of the things, uh, I normally come into the office pretty early on uh, the weekdays. It gives me a good jump to my week. It gives me the ability to really uh, lean in, stay focused in my most creative hours. But what I've found is that during 21 days of prayer, um, I'm here during these evening gatherings, and it's really difficult for me to come in early in the morning and also stay until late 
in the evening. So what we want to do for me is I'm going to adjust my in-office rhythms. I may come in later on uh, into the office so that I don't get burnt out by day seven. And uh, because if I'm going from 6.30 in the morning until 8.30 in the evening, that's a really long day and unsustainable for 21 days of prayer. So I'm going to adjust my rhythms uh, for my in-office stuff, but also what rhythms need to shift in your life as a leader. For the next year, we do 21 days of prayer in January. For us, it starts January 3rd. Uh, We come off, I teach on it on Sunday the 2nd. We start on January 3rd. With it starting on January 3rd, are there rhythms that I need to change for the way I'm going to do my year? One of those rhythms that's changing for me this year is how much I'm out of town. Another rhythm that may need to be uh, assessed or addressed is what's your rhythm of rest look like this year? Do your rhythms for team meetings need to change? Do you need to have a different rhythm for the way that you do date nights? I don't know what rhythms need to shift in your life, but I've realized for me that 21 days of prayer twice a year is a really good time for me to assess whether or not the pace I'm currently running is sustainable to get to where I want to go. You can have a desire to run a race, but if you never finish it, it doesn't matter. So assess your pace by addressing those rhythms, because whatever you value needs a rhythm around it. So my wife and I have a rhythm around date nights. I have a rhythm around my rest and how frequently I take time off. There is a rhythm to when I meet with my staff and I meet with leaders on our team. You need those kinds of rhythms. And I found for me that 21 days of prayer provides a great opportunity for me to assess and adjust what those rhythms look like. The second thing is to challenge yourself, your team, and your church to commit to praying and fasting in this season. Now, when we talk about prayer and fasting, sometimes we know that it's something we should do and it's things that leaders on our team want to do more of. But sometimes if we're not careful, because of the consistency of what we do, because of the consistency of doing 21 days of prayer twice a year, we don't leverage this as a moment to go all in. We utilize it as a time to just help other people. But pastors, church leaders, we lead by example, and we need to be challenged. 21 days of prayer and fasting wasn't designed to be something that's easy. You're going to war. You're going to war in the spiritual realm where we are tearing down strongholds and fighting against the schemes and the attacks of the enemy. This is not something where we're leveraging 21 days of prayer to take it easy. And you know, No, this is war. This is battle. This is where we're pleading for those people in our church who are stuck in addictions. We're begging for the enemy to, or we're pleading with God to get rid of the enemy's schemes over marriages that are on the brink of divorce. It's where we're believing that we can overcome growth barriers and obstacles. You need to, as a leader, challenge yourself. But if you sit in a position of leadership, You need to challenge your leaders, and one of the things that I'm doing on January 2nd is I'm challenging our church. I'm going to talk about how there's probably things you've been praying for or wanting for for a long time, but Scripture says that there's only some things that happen 
by prayer and fasting. There's some things that you've been wanting breakthrough in, but haven't been willing to do the work to get it. And the cool thing about partnering with God is that we have the opportunity to take steps to utilize something he gave us like fasting so that we can see even more breakthrough in our lives. So challenge yourself and challenge your leaders in making that commitment for 21 days of prayer. But additionally, one of the ways that we challenge people on our team to grow in this season is that we use 21 days of prayer as a way to develop communicators. And so I told you about those gatherings that we do consistently through 21 days of prayer. But during those gatherings, I only teach on Sundays and the first nightly gathering. Other than that, for this semester, we'll have, or for this 21 days of prayer session, we'll have 17 different communicators who are doing the devotion portion of the evening. And I'll go through the outline of what our gatherings look like in just a little bit. But we use that as an opportunity to help people learn how to communicate the gospel, learn how to preach and teach, and we give them the tools and resources to do it. If you're looking for those tools and resources, years ago, I wrote a book called Bridge the Gap, and it's designed to help you take people on a journey to learn how to communicate the gospel with boldness, with passion, but also biblical accuracy. And so we've developed a book and a sermon prep guide that helps people do that. Those are available uh, on Amazon. And the cool thing is for every one book that you buy, we give two away. And so if you're a pastor and you want uh, bulk discounts, just shoot us an email at uh, Newman at propel.church, and we'd love to give you those because uh, we want to resource you and help you in that way. But really, you need to develop communicators. Pastors, this is not a time for you to just teach for 21 days consistently. It'll burn you out. You'll be exhausted. That's not the way to start your year. You were not designed to carry the weight of the spiritual health of your church alone on your shoulders, so invite more people into that process. And as you commit to 21 days of prayer, as we look at challenging, the last thing that I would really look at is uh, what obstacles do you need to overcome personally, professionally, and organizationally? Are there obstacles that are currently standing in the way of your relationship with God? Let's commit to 21 days of prayer and fasting to overcome those? Are there things holding you back professionally or are there obstacles in your church? Pastor, maybe there's a hard conversation that you know needs to happen. I'll tell you, uh, there was a hard conversation for me just recently where I knew it needed to happen. I was praying for it. I was fasting. And the person I was actually going to have a conversation with came to me with the same outcome that I needed to come to them with. It's so cool how we can see God work when we just choose to make those decisions. And here's the third thing for you. You need simplified gatherings. So we talked about the importance of gatherings, but we're not just getting together for a little kumbaya circle, right? That's not, no one wants that. Those are weird and awkward. Kumbaya, not necessary. Uh, We want to host a prayer gathering. And so uh, here's the outline for our prayer gatherings. We start with a five-minute countdown because you need to start and end on time. I can't tell you how crazy it drives me that there are churches that tell people that something starts at 6 and it doesn't start till 6.15. Don't do that. If you're going to start at 6, start at 6. So start with a five-minute countdown that happens five minutes before whatever your start time is. Then we open up with a first song, which is around five minutes. 
We then move to a welcome, which is about two minutes. And the person who's doing the welcome introduces uh, the speaker for the evening. Now, a welcome spot is another great way to develop a communicator that's not yet ready to teach, but you want them to get comfortable on stage with a microphone. Then the speaker will teach, and that is a five-minute devotional. We encourage them to have one passage of Scripture with one main point for the evening that helps us focus on prayer. All of those notes are submitted and approved by me uh, within 48 hours of when they're teaching. Then after that speaker, we do one more song of worship, and then there's a one-minute transition into a time of individual prayer. When we go into these sessions of individual prayer, it's between 35 and 40 minutes long, just depending on uh, the length of the songs and kind of how the night has flown so far. This time of individual prayer, we encourage people not to pray over one another, but to sit and really reflect and spend time with God on their own. For some people, they have a really hard time praying to God individually. The good news is we're taking 21 days to help cultivate that habit in their life. So we provide two things for them to help them during this individual prayer time. The first is a prayer guide. Uh, We stole it. We call it Christian borrowing from Church of the Highlands. Uh, They gave it to us for free. You can go to Grow Leader. Uh, or actually, I think Highlands recently changed their resource page. It's resources.churchofthehighlands.com. But man, what a great prayer guide. We've used it for many years. Uh, they tell you to download the files and put your name on it. And so we take advantage of that. It goes through how to pray individually is super helpful in helping your people cultivate that individual prayer time. We also provide communion cups. In the event that people want to take communion by themselves, they have the ability to do so, and uh, we provide that. We also have kids' prayer guides available with crayons. A lot of times, parents bring their kids with them. Uh, For the first time ever during our January session of 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting this year, childcare is going to be available. We worked kind of hard behind the scenes to figure out how to make that happen, and we're excited for that. But that's not something that I think you need to start with. You, You can start with just doing it without... Uh, that, but make sure you provide those kids prayer guides. Those are also available at that Church of the Highlands website. Then at the end, we come back with five minutes remaining. So if you start at six, we would come back at 655. And then one of our staff leads us in a corporate prayer to end our time together, making this a total of a 60 minute or one hour worship gathering or prayer gathering. It's not overly complicated. It's incredibly simple. And I think when we don't overly complicate it, it's really hard to burn people out. Instead, they have the ability to leverage this time to focus on God. My prayer for you is that you would use 21 days of prayer. Maybe you've never done this before. Uh, You don't have to start it on January 2nd. Uh, I know plenty of churches that are kicking it off on the 9th, and they're going to roll from there. Regardless, a commitment to prayer and fasting in this next season will pay dividends for the rest of your year. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Move Church Forward podcast today. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to send it or share it with a friend. Like, comment, subscribe, or whatever else they're doing these days. I'm your host, Nick Newman. It's been great, and we'll see you soon.